Hi, this is Hannah in The Dwelling Place, where we spend time with the Lord, read stories in the Bible, and learn keys to life from the one who made life. All this and more right here in The Dwelling Place. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a Bible story in the Old Testament that I recently came upon. I never heard about it before, even though I've been attending church my whole life and Sunday school my whole life. So it's the story about King Jehoshaphat. And if you have never heard about King Jehoshaphat, you are going to be in for a treat because it is wonderful. So if you want to go ahead and get in a comfortable position, you can lay down or you know grab a blanket and close your eyes. And then go ahead and just picture What's going to happen in this story as we read along? But before we get started reading, I do want to just tell you a little bit about King Jehoshaphat. That way you kind of know uh, we set the stage for him as we go into this story. So Jehoshaphat became king of Judah, and he followed in the steps of his forefathers, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He did not worship the gods of Baal, but many of the people in Judah were worshiping the gods of Baal at that time. Now, he, what happened was he came upon the book of the law, um, which is the law of the Lord, that the law that God gave Moses in Exodus. And when he read it, he was grieved because he saw that his life and the life of the people in Judah, they were not following what God wanted them to do. So he started a revival of sorts. Um, They call it a reformation where he sent people with the book of the law of the Lord around the different towns of Judah and they would teach people what was in it. And he had a great fear of the Lord, which just means um, he wanted to honor the Lord. And he really wanted to, he, he had a reverence for the Lord. And then the people, because they heard the law, they had a fear for the Lord too, which is, it's a good thing that we all have the fear of the Lord in us. And he also, um, so he established judges from this point that were godly judges that would judge according to what the Lord says. And he also brought back the Levi priests, which were required in that time with the covenant that was in place. Now, so that was a little bit about Jehoshaphat. So he really, even though he did not always make the right decision, um, we're not going to go over the, the stories about when he made wrong decisions, but he did, you know, he wasn't always perfect. No, no one is except for Jesus. But he, you could tell he really wanted to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. So we're going to go ahead and start this story in Second Chronicles 20. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And we're going to see, we're going to learn a little bit about Jehoshaphat. But beyond that, we're going to be learning about how mighty our God is and how wonderfully kind he is in this story. So here we go. 
So at this time, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Mennonites declared war on Jehoshaphat. So three neighboring countries are declaring war on the country of Judah. So messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. Jehoshaphat was alarmed by this news and sought the Lord for guidance. He also gave orders that everyone throughout Judah should observe a fast. So the people from all the town of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord. Jehoshaphat stood before the people of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestor, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. O our God, did you not drive out those who lived in the land when your people arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple for you. And they said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, disease, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade these nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones and wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehazel. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jarul. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a loud shout, 
early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoi. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endureth forever. At that moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against the allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had finished off the army of Seir, they turned on each other. So when the army of Judah arrived to the lookout point in the wilderness, they were there were dead bodies lying on the ground for as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothes, and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then they returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, full of joy that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets and proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for God had given him rest on every side. So that is the story of King Jehoshaphat's fight against three armies that were coming against him. And I should say it was the Lord's battle because he's the one that fought in it. Not one of the people of Judah fought at all. So isn't that just an amazing story? It's one of my favorites. I just love the picture of all the people of Judah coming to Jerusalem and standing before the temple of the Lord with the ruler, the the ruler of that land, King Jehoshaphat, standing among them praying. Can you imagine that happening in our nation or in the nation that you live in? Where the ruler of your land, whether it's a president or king or um, parliament, whatever it is, they would go up and they would gather all the people to the capital and pray with them. Oh, what a beautiful sight that is. It says even the little ones, the wives and the children, all of them were there. And how wonderful that the Lord 
spoke to them through a prophet and said, you go ahead, you, you go into position, but I will fight for you. And then they ended up praising the Lord. They believed what he said. They shouted for joy They as if the battle had already been won because whatever the Lord says is true and the battle had been won right from that point. And then we get to see how the Lord did it, even though it seemed impossible. The Lord did it just like he said. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that brought you great joy and great hope that whatever you're going through, the Lord, he wants to fight for you and he loves you dearly, how he loves you. And he wants to bring you great blessing from every attack that comes against you and the enemy sides from all these different directions. He wants to bless you 10 times as much. So thank you so much for joining me. Let's go ahead and pray before we end. Father, I thank you so much that you have shown your might in this story, that you have filled our hearts with such hope and joy for what you are doing and what you have already done. I pray for peace for my friends here. I pray for joy for my friends here. And I pray, Lord God, that they would see you and work in their life mightily. And I pray that their hearts would sing and their hearts would leap for joy throughout this day and the days of their life. Thank you, Lord God, for being with us. Amen. Thank you again. We'll see you next time in the dwelling place. Bye-bye.